Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Little Light Devotions. Today is another guest episode with a good friend of mine, Johnny Allison. You can follow him uh, on Instagram at Johnny Colcha, and I'll make sure I plug that in the uh, episode description. You can go ahead and tap on that link and, and give him a follow. Johnny and I have been good friends for several years now. He, uh, we met each other in uh, freshman year of college, and we've just hung out a bunch, and we've had we've always had some good deep talks, and uh, he's always had a lot of uh, some some very wise things to say, and I've I've been there for him, he's been there for me. We're we're good accountability partners, and we keep in touch quite frequently. And I I've been thankful for the way God has used him in my life, and uh, I certainly do hope the feeling the feeling is mutual. Uh, I just wanted to have an episode. I want to have an episode where uh, I had a another guest come on. It's been a little while since since I did that, and I feel like I'm always the one rambling. So it it's good to have a. Uh, other folks who not only have been used by God, but have I've seen God work in them personally, um, and I've had opportunity to work with that person. It's rare that that I get this opportunity. So, Johnny, I really want to appreciate you for coming on LLD today, man. Anytime, bro. Um, I just want to say that you know God's used you um, in my life too. And, you know, with, with all the deep conversations that we've had, you know, going on trips to Sonic and just eating meals with you and Taylor, it's definitely bad. You don't have to tell them we're fat. All right. You don't have to, you don't have to lay it down that thick, man. It is true. All we do to get, all we do is just eat. It is very true. Anytime, (laughs) anytime we go out anywhere together, it's just an exorbitant amount of food. Hey, I mean, food Food is needed for the soul, man. Amen. Honestly, you know, Amen. I love to eat. Who doesn't love to eat mm. at the end of the day? Who was that one guy that was like, was that like Elijah who said he wanted to die? And God was like, hey, just eat a snack. Take a nap. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> yep, yep. I remember that in the Old Testament, man. Amen. Food food is important. It's, it's very important. Um, and again, I just want to say thank you for this opportunity. I am excited to be here. We're excited to, uh, we're me. I'm excited to have you on, and I'm super, I'm super excited to hear what God has for you today. So, what have you, what have you been thinking, man? What's what God been laying on your heart? So, I, I had a couple questions, just wanting to uh, hear about, you know, what the Lord has been doing for you and Taylor, um, specifically. So, you know, the last time I saw you was in October of 2021 before I moved on to my new adventure here in Missouri. Um, you and Taylor just got married. We uh, did. Back in June. Yeah, man. Um, how, how, how's the marriage life going for y'all? It's, it's definitely like, it's, it's really good. It's really good. And it's, it's different because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, you just learn so much about your spouse like after you get married which I would assume is true for, like, the vast majority of people. But Taylor and I, we, like, we've been dating for so long. There really was not a lot that I didn't know. And so I did. I have learned a lot. I'm not going to say I haven't learned anything. But people just talk about, like, it's a brand new revelation, a whole new thing. And to me, it's it's not that I, I now know, like, I knew her, but it's that I more deeply know the person that she she was that God made her to be. And obviously it comes with its ups and its downs. Um, 
beforehand, like at college, if we were frustrated, we would have to just like walk away from, we got, we got to like walk away from each other because, you know, I couldn't go in her dorm. She couldn't go in mine. But now that right. like, now that, now that we're married, you know, like, where am I going to walk to the couch? Like <laughs> my apartment's kind of tiny. It's a one bedroom apartment. You know, I walk, I walk to the couch. It's like five feet from the bed. It's, it's not exactly, you know, storming off in a huff. Right. Even though we both and tried. I, I feel like that's where the communication comes into play too, because you know, you guys know each other so well, but that communication is needed yeah. at the end of the day because she can't read your mind. Yeah, for sure. You can't read her mind. And just and because like you have my um... devotions, bro, like in Proverbs, the Lord's the only one who weighs the motives of our heart. You know, one mm. person can assume one thing, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, they don't, they don't know everything. Right. So it's, it's really cool just to see how everything is working out for you guys. Was it weird, you know, at first to be spending pretty much every day? It, it was, it was weird. And I, that's why I'm thankful for like the honeymoon period because <laughs> it was like, it, it was a vacation. So you didn't feel like it was awkward. You felt like, you know, it was something expected for for you to be like spending time together. So we, we spent that time together on the honeymoon and it didn't feel awkward. So when we got home, we actually were home for a couple of weeks before we started our jobs. And I felt like it wasn't awkward at all because we were able to, um, we were able just to have that time together on the honeymoon to make it to where things just were not awkward between us after we got back. And I'm, I'm thankful for that because I, I definitely, um, it definitely was in my mind because we, we did not cohabitate together beforehand as you should not. And we had no prior like, sexual experience with each other and so we were genuinely like concerned for a little bit like how how is this going to work out how are we gonna how are we gonna how are we gonna vibe together and to be honest you know we've we've honestly like it's it's been great it's been great we work really well together um chores is honestly something that's not as frustrating as i expected it to be uh and just doing things together is is honestly so much so much more fun when you have not just you know your spouse but like your best friend by your side so i'm very thankful for her and uh, i'm thankful for uh all the times that you know you've been with us as we we would chill at college taylor and i and you you come join in and we just have a, a fun time together i know that uh taylor does appreciate you and the friendship that that we've had you definitely uh were were someone that kept me sane during college and i'm glad that i was able to do the same for you amen yeah i mean you know, PCC's not, PCC's a different, you know, it's a different vibe. For real. You know, you, you've got, you've got all these rules that you have to follow. You know, there's, there's some doubt in the back of your mind because you never know if something comes up in the light, you know, as a graduate now, um, if I remember correctly with pastoral ministries, how, how are you using that schooling now in your career after college yeah after call like so like right now i am using my degree to a degree so i got my degree in pastoral ministries like you said and i am now a christian school teacher and i'm teaching bible 
And uh, that was something that, you know, I, I said, like, I'm willing to, to be a teacher, but I'm really only willing to teach Bible because that is kind of my uh, my only expertise, it's my only qualification to do so. And they honored that, thankfully, and I'm very thankful for it. And I, I just love being able to teach the Bible to people. So when getting my degree, I realized that God will not immediately put you in a place you think you'll be, but it'll put you in a place you need to be. Today was actually just the first day of school at Rosedale Christian Academy. And let me tell you, man, like I can already tell in the faces of these kids, I can already tell with the chatter around the halls that these kids need Jesus. These kids, a lot of these kids are lost. A lot of these kids don't have saved family, don't even attend church, nothing like that. Um, quite certain there are families that are not just non-practicing Christians, but just straight up are not Christians. Um, I believe I saw a Sikh man uh with his with his child at the back to school night. So there are a lot of opportunities for me to use my degree, the things that I've learned, the way that I've learned to to communicate the truth of the gospel in, in a uh, in a knowledgeable but in a digestible sense. I'm using that on a day-to-day basis with these children. Not in the case of, you know, I'm crafting these sermons and giving them on once a week basis, but I'm crafting these lessons and giving them to these children on a day on a day-to-day basis. If anything, I have more of an influence right now to hundreds of children, literally hundreds of children than I would to maybe just a small church in the middle of nowhere. So, it might not always be your what you would think would be your first step, but giving it to God definitely will make it the best step. I definitely agree with that, man. And, you know, later on when when we're talking about Ezekiel chapter 3, I see that common theme um, throughout that passage. You know, the Lord the Lord calls Ezekiel to be a prophet. Mm. And he could have easily disobeyed or been like, yo, um, I don't have the qualifications to do the specific job. But we see that Ezekiel listens mm. and, you know, the Lord blesses him for that. And I, I love your perspective about that, Andrew, because, you know, the Lord blessed you with, you know, the specific job to do what you went to school for. And, you know, the Lord needed you to do this, mm. you know, and you were willing and the Lord's going to bless you for that. Um, with teaching, what was that like? Yeah, with it being just the first day, and I, I teach middle school, so it's not like I'm just in the same classroom with a bunch of kids the whole day. I, I'm rotating um, a big group of children throughout the whole day. You know, I, I easily saw over like 100, 150 kids today. Um, and I didn't, we didn't go into the lesson today. Today I spent the, the time to you know, have the kids stand, say their names, you know, you know how it is at college, you know, it's kind of like, what's your name, where you're from, what's your major, you know, like, I, I kind of did the same thing with the kids, like, stand up, say your name, favorite food, favorite hobby, and I did that for all my classes, uh, even if it was just like a simple study hall, you know, like, the, those kids, I want them to know that they're important to me, and I tried to make sure that was known to all of them, so today, I didn't, I didn't teach anything, but I already have everything that I need to say for tomorrow, um, I'm, I'm curious to see how it'll go, because obviously formal education is a little bit more different than ministry. So I'm, I'm curious to see exactly how it'll go, but I'm very excited as well. That's, that's awesome, man. Um, I, know, I know that you're going to do great. 
um, this school year. Um, I know every day might be a challenge in itself, um, you know, figuring out how to teach a certain way or, you know, you may have issues, you know, with a couple students here and there um, in several of your classes. So um, another question I have um, for you is goals that you and Taylor have for the rest of this year. And then do you guys have any goals for the upcoming year of 2023? Right now, my goal is to get through this school year and to make sure these kids learn something and to also keep building the relationship I have with my wife. Obviously, like, being in your first year of marriage, I heard it can be the best and the worst time. And it's it's so, folk, like, there's totally a bunch of new experiences, and those are all nice, but there's the whole thing of, like, I am no longer my own one person. I am now spiritually knit to another person, and that's daunting, and that can be stressful. And the way that that pans out can often lead to, like, arguments, and it can... Um, lead to just like a lot of emotions and not not to say that's not that's not bad because there needs to be conversations as to how things go but handling emotions properly in those arguments can can really determine how how godly the conversation is going to be so that's something though probably those are probably the two things is focusing on making sure taylor and i grow more to communicate better not to say that like we are in a situation now where we have unhealthy communication but always growing better with our communication that's that's something i really want to focus on also with making sure that um, all the kids that i'm teaching throughout this school year not only really know the bible or really know spanish but are able to apply it in their day-to-day lives and not just regurgitate it on a test amen i i totally agree with you andrew communication again is super important and i just i love that about y'all you know like i don't think i've ever seen you guys get in an argument trust me um, it's, it's happened man we we keep up <laughs> like that's the thing it's like communication doesn't mean you're not gonna have arguments communication right. means that you're able to work through those arguments and full transparency sometimes the arguments just don't get worked through sometimes emotions mean that we split off for a little while and come back to it later and sometimes we just choose to drop a situation because, you know, we, we might be able to see the other person's side, but we just disagree. And I think there's I think that's a healthy part of communication is being able to look at another person and be like, I love you. I simply disagree. And being able to also to submit to one another, like how the Bible says, um, how Christians are supposed to submit to one another, that I, I think it's there, there needs to be this focus on. I'm not merely just talking to a person. I'm talking to the spouse God gave me, and I'm talking to a person made in the image of God. That doesn't mean you're never going to say something that you don't mean and hurt their feelings. That doesn't mean you're never going to get into an argument over something stupid, but it does mean that it can reel a lot of those bad conversations in, and it can really convict you to turn those bad conversations into good conversations. That's so true. And just the fact that even even though you guys dated for many many years and you're newly married you understand the importance of still working on yourself throughout the relationship mm. a lot of people get complacent 
and one person is skyrocketing in their growth, whether it's with the Lord or their communication skills, um, different side hustles that they're pursuing, et cetera. Um, it's, it's really cool how you both still value personal growth and helping each other grow. Um, so when, when you and Taylor, you know, have certain arguments or you gently tell each other that you disagree about something, um, when, when would you say you guys compromise on a certain issue? Um, you know, when, because a lot of people, especially when they're in a disagreement or an argument with their significant other, whether it's their girlfriend or boyfriend or their husband or wife, um, when would you say that, you know, that specific thing isn't necessarily a big deal or it doesn't matter or because some people just want to move on. Yeah, you know, they don't yeah. necessarily want to focus on that specific thing or they or they don't value it as important as the other person does. Right, like, right. how do you guys work through that? It's being able... That's probably, like, the biggest thing people will run across is is not that um, they'll necessarily disagree on conclusions, even though that'll happen. It's that they might disagree on the severity of the situation and how to approach the solution um and to one person it may be caught be become like a, a really really big deal that they really really want to fix and to another person it might just be you know whatever um like for, for, for instance right it's not right now in our in our home we uh we're having an issue with with some fruit flies um we don't know if it's like from the neighbors or whatever else but we've been having an issue with with dealing with a little bit of fruit flies um I, it does not, like, it clearly bothers me. Like, I'm not someone that's going to say it doesn't bother me. But it definitely bothers me much less than it bothers her. Uh, she was one that really, really likes to keep the house clean. And she does a very good job at it. So when something comes and impedes on that, when it's out of her control, it can be quite a stressor. So my response should not be, you know, like, ah, oh, yeah, it's annoying, but whatever. Not to just blow her off, but to be empathetic and put myself in her shoes and realize even though I emotionally might not feel the way that she does, I can recognize why she does and try to help her move on with it and try to build that bridge between her emotions and a positive action. Because sometimes the emotions can be in the way of such a thing. And a person that can think more clearly about a situation can guide the other person. And there have been several times where I've just been seriously angry about something someone did whether it was at work or within my family or something like that and she'll be the one to take me by the hand and calm me down and be like maybe this maybe that help me be empathetic to others because uh, that's probably something that the thing I struggle with the most is, is empathy and that's the biggest thing how to overcome those things where there there is that disagreement not just to say not to say like someone has to change their opinion someone has to just always be a, a doormat to the other but being willing to compromise and empathize is probably the biggest goal in communication in a marital relationship than anything else. Man, you're preaching it, bro. Honestly, I agree with you. Um, you know, that, that is super important. 
you know, working in the tech industry myself, you know, with tech support and customer support, you know, that's something that I deal with all the time, you know, is the importance of empathizing Mm. with the customer. You never know when they are going to have a bad day. You never know if they're going to call in hot-headed. You never know what's going on with their life. Like, they don't know what's going on with you. That's so important because, you know, as I continue to work on myself, empathizing is super important. Yeah. Not just in the workplace, but in every relationship, whether you're married, dating, or you're friends with somebody. Absolutely. Because they'll they'll always come to you for emotional support or really just, I don't know, that validation or encouragement, you know, and if you're stuck about, you know, them being upset over something that you view as li- as something little, then you can't really help that person. You can't really be there for that person or provide that support that they need. You know, at the end of the day, they're needing you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that spoke volumes, um, Andrew. So I thank you for answering that question. Um, I think for me, the last question um, for you is, you know, as as you're as you're an adult now, um, you've been an adult for quite some time, obviously. But <laughs> as you're living this married life, you know, a graduate from one of the toughest Christian schools out there, um, Pensacola Christian College, like, what would you say? you know, um, that the Lord is doing in your life and, you know, the encouragement that he has brought to your heart, you know, through marriage, marriage life and, you know, being a Christian school teacher now and, you know, I don't know, staying in touch with friends and different things like that. Some encouragement I can give is don't go too fast. Uh, there has been genuinely no better choice I've made in life than to not book my schedule end to end. As a single man, I could do that with a little bit more leeway, you know. But as a married man, you know, I wouldn't even dare try it because, I mean, Taylor and I have this little routine every night. We, we sit in our bed, we eat some ice cream. And we watch, you know, some shows together. And I really appreciate that. The little things. And God's given us those little things. He's given it to us in friends. He's given it to us in family, in hobbies, in reading, in song, whichever. Whatever you choose. Find time where it's not booked. Find time where you're not being called, where you're not expected to be anywhere. Be alone be with another person that you really, really care about, be with God, have that time together. For me, it's uh, with all the craziness of life right now, it's a little bit more difficult for me to find that time. But I still do have that time. I wake up really early in the morning to go work out with a uh, a coworker of mine. And it's about a 20-minute drive from my place to the gym. And during that car ride, I will usually listen just to some soft praise music. You know, it's not exactly like pump up gym tunes, but like 
you know, it's something that that really gets my heart in the morning with God, because waking up that early in the morning and then trying to read words on a page, it's not going to happen. But I can take my time to reflect with my heart to God. And then usually during uh, during the day later on after after I've worked out and gotten ready, I'll spend a few minutes reading the word and reading devotionals and that's the time that I'll be studying the word of God. But in, in the morning, like that one song says, in the morning when I rise, just give me Jesus. And there needs to be that time you have where it's not just go, 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 go. Right. Even in your going, find a piece of find a time of quiet. And I think that's the best encouragement that I've received from God and that I can give to others is find that time. You have that time. And if you say you don't have that time, you have something to cut out. You do have something to cut out. So don't let the world tell you that, oh, you know, you just you're just too busy. You can't you can't you, you can make time for your own religion on your own time. Listen, you have your own time. Don't let so the true. don't let the the FOMO of life overtake what ought to be your time. What ought to be your time, not with a, not just with God, but yourself, with others. Let there be you time. I I totally agree, bro. Um, you know, I'm I'm going back to school. You know, this is news to everybody. You know, I just got accepted at DeVry University. Wow! Congrats, um, man. That's awesome. And. You know, doing, you know, IT and cybersecurity through them. Um, I'm pursuing a, an associate's degree with IT and networking, and then I will switch over to a bachelor's degree in cybersecurity just so that I can have that versatility with, you know, programming and, you know, creating applications and different things like that. Um, but, you know, it's all about priorities mm. at the end of the day. Right. Um, you know, for those that love Jesus, those that are constantly pursuing Jesus, you know, that Jesus and I time is super important. Like Andrew was saying, because, you know, it really helps your day. Mm. Honestly, it really helps you live the way you want to throughout the day. You know, your focus is on Jesus, you know, and if the devil tries and throws something random at you, whether it's, you know, your mom annoying the crap out of you or, you know, you, you get easily annoyed by something that your sibling did, you know, the Lord's going to give you the strength to be patient, to be kind. You know, if you're hurt in some way, turn the other cheek. Mm. You know, it's just a beautiful thing because every time I spend time with God, I pray first thing. I dive into the word, talk about it amongst myself, you know, and really talk about what I got out of it and how I can apply it in my life. And then I worship, I, I worship the Lord through song. Yeah. Um, not through me writing my lyrics or anything like that, but, you know, listening to different worship songs, you know, my favorite at the moment is worthy by elevation worship. Mm, um, just because of the fact that, you know, the name of Jesus is above every name. Amen. You know, he is worthy. Amen. You know, he is good. Um, and having that reminder in your life really motivates you to keep going. There's, there's a bunch of passages, especially in Proverbs, you know, talking about how, you know, in the fear of the Lord, there's confidence. 
you know, when you're constantly pursuing Jesus, when you are constantly relying on him, you know, you feel confident, you know, in the abilities that he's given you. And that is such an encouragement, just the fact that the Lord watches out for you. You know, he knows every decision you're going to make. He knows every step you're going to take. He's the one that orders our steps, mm. you know, and that's just such an encouragement to me specifically because at the end of the day, I don't have to do things in my own strength. You know, right. with that, with that dependence on Jesus, you know, he, he's watching my back. Amen. Um, so thank you for sharing that drew. Um, and hopefully to those that are listening, you know, you can be encouraged, um, by that specifically. Um, so I don't have any questions, any more questions specifically for you. Um, so if you want to dive into Ezekiel three, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah, man. Share with me what you had. Yeah, so as I talked about earlier, Ezekiel, you know, he he gets this calling by the Lord to become a prophet, you know, and especially back then, you know, being a prophet was no joke. You know, you, you didn't necessarily know 24-7 what kind of territory you were getting yourself into or what the Lord was getting you into. There are three key things that I really got out of this. You know, Ezekiel receives the call to become a prophet. The Lord gives strength to those he calls, you know, and the Lord gives you a specific message and you go to those who need it. Mm. Um, so, you know, in the first couple of verses, Ezekiel is talking about how God was telling him, um, this is from the New American Standard Version, but Ezekiel says this, Then he said to me, Son of man, eat what you find, eat the scroll, and go. Speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he fed me the scroll. He said to me, Son of man, feed your stomach, and fill your body with the scroll which I am giving you. Then I ate it, and it was sweet as honey in my mouth. I, I really got out of this verse because it, it reminded me of... Uh, Matthew 28, um, I believe it's verse 20 um, through 22. Um, it might be later in the passage, but, you know, Jesus, Jesus commands us, you know, to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and, and of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this verse makes sense to me. The reason why I bring it up is because the Bible talks about especially specifically in ezekiel chapter three the first three verses you know eat what you find eat the scroll and go speak to the house of israel yeah exactly um the importance of doing what you're called to do most importantly you might be afraid mm. you might be scared you might doubt yourself like moses did you know, in the, in the early Old Testament, he doubted himself and God brought him Aaron, you know, to speak for him. Um, and that is really cool because, you know, at the end of the day, um, God's going to give you, again, he's going to give you the strength that you need. You know, he's, he's not going to call you into something that he doesn't think that you can do. Hmm. Um, 
you know, and he uses, he uses us when we're weak because he is strong. Um, you know, when we decrease, he increases. Um, and it's, it's just beautiful because we also see another truth here and that's the importance of seeking spiritual food. Mm. Um, it's, it's important and it keeps us pursuing Jesus. When we continue to pursue and long after our relationship with Jesus, we can pour into others and communicate the importance of eating that spiritual food without it, like physical food, we won't be nourished or satisfied. And this is really what I want to encourage the audience with tonight is, you know, for those that are seeking drugs, sex, you know, different things to provide satisfaction from experience myself, it won't work. You know, Jesus is that ultimate satisfaction. Mm. He's that ultimate completion. Without him, we can do nothing like it talks about in John 15, 5. Um, And that's so true. Um, I know Andrew has experienced that for himself without Jesus. You can't really do anything. Amen. You know, we can't do anything in our own strength. You know, I personally, for me, I used to struggle a lot with mental health issues, with depression, with anxiety, suicide, ideation. And, you know, going back to my college days at PCC, there would be times where I was super depressed. I couldn't get out of bed. Mm. There were times where I was so suicidal that I would skip class. And I will say, you know, the, the cliche is, you know, rely on Jesus, you know, rely on Jesus. And that, that is true. You know, it's not really a cliche, you know, medicine does help, you know, other things help too. But if you don't have that spiritual balance between, you know, that chemical imbalance and really seeking the Lord, you know, you're, nothing good's going to happen for you Mm. at the end of the day. Um, So I would encourage those that struggle, you know, whether it's mental health issues, whether it's staying consistent, whether it's staying motivated, you know, continue crying out to God, man. Um, Continue to pursue Jesus because it might not seem like it's getting better right now, but it will, you know, the Lord, does miracles Mm. you know he he provides healing in people's lives he healed me of that depression he healed me of that anxiety he healed me so that i didn't have to keep taking medications um you know if you believe if you trust the lord that something's gonna happen it's gonna happen in his timing and his timing is so perfect Mm, as well um but continuing with this pat passage of scripture, um, you know, we also see that within this passage, you know, he, let's see, um, as I was talking about with that common theme of doing things not in your strength, but with the Lord, the with the help of the Lord, um, you know, we see that Ezekiel opened his mouth, he ate the scroll. It wasn't necessarily a physical scroll that we would think about, you know, back in the Old Testament. But from commentaries that I read, they were talking about it possibly being a vision. But we see throughout this passage that it strengthened him. 
he felt satisfied with the truths of God's word. He felt encouraged. He felt revived. And like I was talking about earlier, Proverbs 3.26 says that the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Um, and we see that even in verses 10 through 12, that the Lord told him to take into your heart all my words. Will, will I, I will speak to you and listen closely. Go to the exiles, to the sons of your people and speak to them and tell them whether they listen or not. Thus says the Lord God. Mm. Um, and it's super important you know, as we live our lives, as we pray about different things, you know, even um, when Jesus, as he was about to die on the cross, you know, and he was praying in the garden of Gethsemane, um, or however you pronounce that, I apologize for my mispronunciation there. But my point is, you know, Jesus was asking the Lord, or was asking God for his will to be done, not his. Mm. Um and that's super important, um, you know, because the Lord is in control of our lives. He knows when we're going to die. You know, he knows everything about us, you know, and our desire should be to become more like Christ every day. And that is surrender, surrendering our careers, surrender, surrendering our thoughts, surrendering our heart to him. Because ultimately, it's his. Amen. Um, and those are a couple of things that I got out of Ezekiel chapter 3. Um, really just that importance of following the Lord's calling for your life. Mm. You know, you may be afraid. You may be scared. You may be like, yo, how am I going to do this? But the, as we see through Ezekiel, the Lord, the Lord has everything in his hand. Um, you just have to trust him and, you know, seek wise counsel. Um, there is victory, you know, in a, with an abundance of counselors, like it talks about in Proverbs. Um, you know, when people give you advice, when people speak into your life, they, they've gone through the same things. Mm. They wouldn't be talking to you or giving you suggestions if they haven't lived it before. Um, so that's what I would strongly encourage people through this application. Listen to what the Lord says. Trust in him. You know, when you're praying about and seeking wise counsel, you know, take the instruction and do not let it go. Guard it for it is your life. You know, it talks about that in Proverbs as well. So important. So that's that's the encouragement that I got from Ezekiel chapter three. Dude, thank you so much for for sharing that. That genuinely was probably one of like one of the most biblically backed episodes that I, I've had in a long time. Um, not to say that like I, I never back my episodes up with scripture, but your constant cross referencing, I can tell you put a lot of thought into this, and I really appreciate that. Uh, not just coming in here, you know, just being like, ah, we'll read the passage and we'll go with it, but but really developing something and bringing it to the table. I really appreciate that, man. And the effort you put into this was clearly, was clearly shown. I, I love everything. It, I love everything. Anytime, about it. bro. Um, again, I'm just thankful for the opportunity to have been able to speak um, and share my thoughts and really God's thoughts, you know, on everything in this passage. And I want the Lord to encourage others through what was said tonight. 
Um, and that's what I would encourage to the believer and hopefully to the non-believer. There is a God that loves you. You know, there, there's a God that died for you and made a way for you to spend eternity with him. Amen. Um, you don't have to do anything, you know, by works, you know, all it comes down to is believing that the Lord, that Jesus is Lord, believing that he died for you so that you could spend eternity with him. Well, Johnny, it's been a wonderful time having you on today. This is a long one, but it was a good one. And I'm really, really thankful you came on for this. I'll go ahead and say a word of prayer and then I'll roll the outro. Sound good to you, man? Yes, sir. Let's do it. God, thank you for Johnny and his heart. Thank you for the word that you, you gave him out of Ezekiel 3. Thank you for his encouragement and the way that he was able to to ask those ask those questions in order for me to give encouragement to the folks listening. I pray that it touches people and that it's able to uh, get them moving in certain ways that uh, your spirit will convict them to do. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that I've had uh, with Johnny in this podcast. And I pray, Lord, that you use us to bless and to heal and to guide. And I pray for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. Well, Johnny, it was wonderful. I will see you around and to everybody listening. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks again, bro. so much for tuning into little light devotions if you'd like to find all my social media locations podcast locations voice acting work and much more please head over to linkapp.com ac underscore ll that's linkapp.com ac underscore ll thank you god bless you i love you and i'll see you next time